And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Reaching and Teaching Podcast presented by CEI Esports. I'm your host, Robinson. I'm joined by my co-host, Johnny. We have another special guest of the NBA 2K here on the podcast. We have former number one overall pick of the NBA 2K League champion as well with Wizards District Gaming. We have JBM. What is going on, JBM? There's a lot going on. Uh, today's, today's one of the one of the bigger days of the season. We have a finals rematch tonight against the Warriors, um, team who we beat last uh, last August. So I think everyone's excited for it. Um, you know, the guys are in there right now watching film. So we're just, you know, we're getting ready for that. And we appreciate you taking the time out too, because obviously, yeah, like you guys are gearing up for a big, big matchup with the Warriors uh, gaming. And uh, we appreciate it, man. Just appreciate you coming on and uh, joining us uh, with the, uh, the big matchup tonight, nine o'clock, right? Nine o'clock. Nah, thank you guys for having me. I love talking about this stuff and you know, <laughs> sharing it to more people so more people can learn and you know, hopefully engage with it. So I, I'm I'm happy to be here. All right, let's let's talk about it. You guys are playing against the Warriors gaming. Yeah. Obviously, you guys talked about you beat them last year. What's what, what's going through your mind as uh as uh as you get closer and closer to that game? Um, you know, just just coming up with a game plan that's easy to execute under pressure so like you know no matter how how the game goes you know we have our core game plan um that we'll stick to regardless so like just coming up with something basic that you know we can stick to regardless of what happens and uh yeah man just kind of knowing the tendencies of all the guys on the court and you know just playing to our strengths mm. uh, and you guys we have a lot of guys Oh, go ahead, John. Oh, so my fault. I was going to point out because Warriors, Warriors gaming has some like some killers, bro. Like CB13, Hezzy. Like, so how do you game plan for those guys uh, going into this matchup? Yeah, so we watched you know a ton of film on them last year prior to the finals, and some of their players, I would say, you know, two out of five players are still on the team. Three out of five are new. So you know, there's a lot of preparation that comes into this game, but you know, even even though last year was a different game, the, the same tendencies um, remain with these guys. So, you know, we're kind of just alluding back to what we uh, what we did last year, how we prepared last year, and just convoluting that with, you know, their new team and, you know, seeing what, see, seeing how we can put ourselves in the best position. We know CB13 is, uh, you know, he's really good, and it's funny. I, I've known him probably longer than I've known anyone in the 2K League. So, you know, it's always fun to play against him and uh, – you know, I'm sure he's ready to get his get back, and I'm not trying to <laughs> let him get a get back. <laughs> you guys, so let's let's talk about the season. How you guys, uh, you guys start the season at the Tip tournament. You felt uh, you unfortunately didn't win it. Uh, you lost the T Wolves game in the finals, and you guys are currently four and two. And um, but obviously, you guys have a different roster because obviously you can't retain the whole team. Talk about how exactly how how, t- how tough it is to like maintain that competitive level of being one of the best teams in the league after. Uh, constantly winning the championship, your targets on the back, and obviously you have to reform your team as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. You know, there's a huge target on our back this year, and you know, we're we're aware of that. And you know, honestly, I think we're embracing it. But the biggest thing about 2K, and I think most esports, is like you know your team mentality. And I think you know the core of our team has a mentality that's super conducive to winning. And like you know, even though some of the guys are different, that same that same system and the same you know, competitive drive is still the same. So, you know, just bringing guys in is, you know, we, we hold them to the standard that we held everyone to when we won a championship last year. And, you know, we, we trust it and we trust like, you know, the way we, the way we play is the right way to play. And I think, you know, all six of these guys do as well. So that makes, you know, everyone's job all the much, all the more easier. And one of the guys that you, that stayed on your team is obviously Dave Fry, your center. You, you got yeah. that dynamic duel that you guys got. Talk about your relationship with him and 
just how how awesome it's been having him as a teammate. It's it's so cool because he's one of the few guys that on a competitive level I really relate to. So you know when you're playing these games, it's so nice to have someone like that's you know that that's that's on your same wavelength in terms of like you know how bad they want to win and you know the standard and the accountability that they hold everyone to. So you know that's been super nice and you know it's you know over the past two years we obviously learned one another and you know at this point I feel like people 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 are gonna have to beat us like we're not <laughs> like I, th- I think that's pretty established throughout the league like we're we're uh we're in a good spot and you know we've we've worked to the point where like I think you know no no the word regardless of what happens we're we're gonna be in the game Johnny and one, and one thing we want to talk about like um we, we, we're covering a team. Our, our guy, Joel, he's, 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 we've assigned each other teams to uh, follow and your, your, your team is one of them. And Joel, unfortunately couldn't make it, but uh, Johnny, Johnny will make up for it. He is one of your biggest friends. Just Johnny, <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to let you tell. I'll just talk about how your, your, your love for JBM. You put me uh, on the spot, man. Yeah. <laughs> go right ahead, uh, but, man. Go crazy. Go stupid. No, um, so obviously for, for us, JBM, a quick, you know, we kept up our story. Like we teaching podcast started up last year, a little bit before the draft happened and obviously the pandemic so we were just just getting into the 2k league we kind of heard about some things about it and uh, we were able to attend the first draft uh, which was 2020 uh nba 2k league draft and we were there i saw you get drafted in person and i saw your stats from the combine i was like yo 36 points in the combine i was like jesus i was like yo you guys are the killers <laughs> so um so i just i picked like you and a couple other guys i just keep following around the league and uh you need to support i mean obviously you went about to uh to win the championship. I thought you should have won rookie of the year, but hey, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. But uh no, yeah, like I just appreciate your game and, and I keep seeing the highlights on YouTube. And it's, it's getting crazy, man. So um you're definitely one of the faves I like to follow around the league. So uh shout appreciate out to you that, Johnny. Yeah. No problem, think, man. No problem. So it's always nice to hear. I, I Johnny just uh I'm gonna let you know and I just expect like an autograph in the fan mail. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think you I think you get in the jersey JBM to my biggest fan right there, right there. That's what you're gonna get. All right, so let's uh let's 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 go back. You, you mentioned the draft and talk about how you got into NBA 2K and what 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 uh what attracted you so much to be playing the game for such a to a professional level. Yeah, so I've loved basketball my whole life. Um you know, and I uh I always, you know, even, even when I wasn't playing, like there was a, I would say a four year stretch of my life where I didn't play. So I, from second grade to like ninth grade, it was every day, you know, I was even most probably four days out of the week before school, I'd go up to my church gym and uh, I had a ball machine. I would shoot around and then whatever I had AAU or whatever after school. So it was like, you know, I dominated my life for, for most of my, uh, most of my middle school and elementary school, like, years and then in high school I uh you know I took a step back from everything and I kind of took like I was I was a little burnt out and I picked up tennis and uh you know my my desire to play basketball never wavered so like even though I was playing tennis my my way to play basketball was to start playing 2k and uh my senior year of high school I I got hurt playing tennis pretty bad and I I didn't recover well and I, I actually just stopped playing as a whole so I uh, picked up 2K like full time. I was playing online. I was I started off just like one on ones, and I was gambling for people in the league just in quick match. It wasn't even pro am. It wasn't any of this. I didn't know anybody. I was just, you know, I was no. I had no friends on 
on the game or whatever. I was just playing because I wanted to play. I wanted to compete. And like, I loved it. It was, you know, similar to basketball. There was the same, the same spatial concepts applied the, the whole nine yards. Um, and then I started to like compete with those guys. And they were like, Hey man, like you want to play with like pro-am, which is the five V five mode. And um, so, yeah, that one, one thing led to another and, you know, it turned into something I never could have imagined. It was funny. I was, I took a gap year after my senior year of high school. I went down to Atlanta, Georgia, and, um, you know, I was, te- I was actually teaching tennis. I was going to like a bunch of different schools and I would set up like makeshift uh, nets and whatnot for an after school program, five days a week. And then, you know, I would come home. I was living by myself. I was 18 years old and I would just get on the game. I would just play 2K. I would gamble, whatever. And, um, the in order and i was i was i was sick of it like i was alone in atlanta i didn't know anyone i like it wasn't it wasn't great and i told my parents i was like hey like, i want to come home i signed a six-month lease but i want to come home early they're like okay you know we'll cover the rest of your lease if you promise to not to to put down the game because they hated it i you know i'd never done it before <laughs> these, past, these past year and a half you know i was just playing 2k all the time and they're like what is this like you know, they were not a fan of it. They wanted me to go back and, you know, either start playing basketball again or just continue playing tennis or whatever it was. Um, so they were like, okay, you come home if you put down your Xbox. So I, so I said, okay. And this was like probably May. So I put down my Xbox, I come home, whatever. Throughout the whole summer, um, I, I don't play at all. And whatever, I go to school and I, I, went, go, I went to Arizona State. So it was, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty hectic to say the least. And it was funny or not, my my roommate had a PS4 and he, the first thing he got was 2k. I was like, Oh, great. He was like, yeah, you want to play me? I was like, sure. Dude, I'll play you. <laughs> whatever. And, uh, whatever. I ended up getting back into it. And then I was just a little before I know I'm asking him to use his PlayStation to play 2k. Cause I want to play 2k again. So I go to Best Buy, I get a PlayStation. That's actually, I qualified for the league in my dorm. Um, in the f- fall of 2019, so that was like how, how it all transpired. And, uh, it, you know, it's so funny because it was such an organic journey. It was like, there was no, it's just, it, it, it was almost like it was meant to be. So that was, that was that, but it was, you know, you know that's how I got my love. It, it, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a love for playing 2K when I was younger, but I just loved basketball. And then I started to love 2K and because I couldn't compete in basketball anymore, so. A tennis player at day and a 2K gambler at night. Wow, what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> wow, it's just unbelievable. I used to play tennis as well. I just, I couldn't, I heard that, I heard that you said, as, this is July 2020, I don't know how much has changed. You said you could be a D3 college athlete right now. Is that correct with tennis still? Is that, do you still feel that way? I, I, would, I would take my chances. Wow. I don't, I, don't <laughs> I really would. Wow, I, 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 Naomi Osaka. I know you dropped that. I think they found a replacement. I, I think you got to look. You think they'll let the uh, the gamer playing the girls Wimbledon? Yeah, I, I, hey man, they, they 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 could use a replacement. You got you got some. No, you got I some. know. I I would love to be there. They know they they have, there's some there's, they they know who you are. They'd be like, it's the, it's the guy that got drafted in two kid. Let him play. Um, anyway, so, uh, let's um let's uh, let's go on. Obviously. You, you, go, you get drafted. Your parents didn't watch me, but they hear, hey, this guy might make it to the league, might be first overall pick. What what, what was that like being drafted first overall? And then you tell your parents, hey, I'm in the league. What's up? <laughs> it, it, it all happened so fast. And the funniest part about it was, um, you know, we never I didn't I didn't know what, what I, where I was going to get picked or whatnot. Um, and the day of the draft, it was, you know, it was between 
one or two people between me and somebody else. And I was like, you know, at that point I was like, I don't even care anymore. Whatever happens, happens. And, uh, you know, they called my name. I knew about like two minutes before. And, you know, after that, it was interview after interview, phone call after phone call, text after text. And it was, it was a pretty crazy 24 hours. And then, you know, after that, I was like, all right, this is cool and all, but you know, I, you know, I got picked number one for a reason. We got a, I got, I got a job to do. And, so then after that, I was, I wouldn't be lying to you if I said the next five months weren't pretty stressful, but you know, it obviously was all worth it. And, uh, you know, it's all the more easier this year just because of, you know, all the work we put in last year and, you know, all the, you know, social preparation and then, you know, actual preparation on the game that, uh, that, that led to what, where we are now. So, so JBM, like, so when you got drafted from that moment on, how much you talked about how the next five months were pretty difficult and obviously the pandemic probably played a part in that, but how, how your life changed from the time you got drafted until the end of the season, uh, last season, winning the championship? Like personally, like yeah, personally, yeah. like. So I think the biggest change, you know, from a personal standpoint was just the fact that, you know, it was, it was just the social media and, you know, how you had to carry yourself. And, you know, it was, it was, I realized it was really a job and, you know, I was representing something, you know, a thousand times bigger than me. So just carrying that um, responsibility and that weight on my shoulders of just like, hey, like, you know, I got to I got to keep my act together on and off the court. And then, of course, you know, as you alluded to in the pandemic, it was, you know, 17 out. You you were inside all day, you know, and, you know, you slept, you ordered DoorDash, you played (laughs) video games. So, you know, it was probably the worst thing that could have happened to me, but I'm glad it happened to me. You know, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about, you know you know, how to balance, balance my life and, you know, what works best for me. So that was probably the biggest thing I, uh, you know, I came away with and and the the biggest change in my life was like, Hey, I gotta, you know, I gotta have a real balance. You know, I gotta carry myself like a professional and, you know, I have to act accordingly. Quick question, side question. What were you ordering on DoorDash on a consistent basis? What was I ordering on DoorDash? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I didn't even have a DoorDash account. My roommate was the, uh, <laughs> was the culprit. We did a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of Popeyes, a lot of KFC, a lot of chicken. You're looking for a sandwich. A lot of stuff that, you know, I wouldn't eat right now. I'm a big Buffalo Wild Wings guy, so if you want to sponsor Buff- me, oh, get honest. the wings, baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Honey, honey barbecue, I I'm a, oh my God. Johnny used to Johnny just looks at me like a weirdo. No, I'm, I'm marking out. I'm sorry. Anyways, let's let's move on. Uh, so you guys win the championship. Um, uh, just talk about it. You, uh, you said it. You win in the pandemic, so obviously you can't go out and celebrate. You're not you're not going down. You're not going down Chocolate City, which is wizard uh, with the Wizards and on a bus waving the flag, being like, "Hey, we won." So how did you guys? First of all, just talk about winning that championship your rookie year and then celebrating it. How did you guys celebrate? Yeah, so the championship in itself was obviously amazing. And, you know, they did a pretty good job from a uh, perspective, uh, production standpoint of just, you know, put, broadcasting it and whatnot. You know, they, they did the best they could. We really, you know, there was obviously no cameraman allowed in our apartments or whatever. So, you know, our, our GM brought the trophy in and, you know, they had us film it. But it was it was amazing. We actually went to Capital One right after and we walked on the court and on the Jumbotron was a picture of us. And, you know, there was a the trophy display laid out. So that was really cool. Um, but like in terms of celebration, it was, you know, you're right. We didn't go on a bus. We didn't do anything crazy, but it was a really special moment just because like, it was the first time when we were able to, 
just relax. You know, there was, it was really five months straight of just grueling preparation and just being inside. And, um, you know, I remember walking out onto, uh, onto the floor of Capital One and it was just, it was the most spacious thing I've seen since, uh, since I, since I came to DC, you know, we've been inside for, for the longest and it was just so nice to just reflect and, uh, you know, be with all our, be with all my teammates, and, and get this award that we've been striving for the whole season. Like there was no, there was no individual accolade. There was no, you know, personal pride to any of it. It was just a team award and it was super gratifying. And you guys, uh, so obviously you mentioned that it's, it's very grueling. It's very stressful. How, how are you? And you mentioned that you lost that competitive, like you lost that drive to be good at, uh, to, 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 to continue doing tennis as a career. How were you able to maintain that with it? with a game like 2K, because obviously you said five months are stressful. Was it the off season? Was it the ability to win championships? What made, what motivates you to just keep playing 2K day in and day out? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, yes, thank you. I would say the <laughs> biggest thing is, you know, throughout like my whole life, I feel like I've always been so close to finishing things. And then, you know, either something happens or whatever it is. So like this was you know, this was a big thing for me personally, just, you know, it's, it was, it was a super attainable goal, right? I mean, there's no, no one's stronger than the other person. No one's faster than the other person. It's, yeah. it's strictly mental. It's strictly how you prepare, it's strictly how you compete. So like, you know, I think that was the biggest driving factor. It was like, Hey, like, are, are these guys going to outthink me? Are they mentally tougher than me? Are they going to, you know, are they going to outprepare me and whatever? And that was, you know, that was what it came down to. And on that, on that home stretch, there was nothing, um, nothing else. I don't think any of our, the six of us thought about other than winning and, you know, how to put ourselves in the best position to win. So it was a, uh, it was definitely a mental game, but I think the desire and the competitive nature drive from just, you know, it's, you're, you're proving something to yourself. You're proving something to the people around you. And you're also, you know, you're playing for, people around you and their families it's a lot of money it's it's fun and and, and you want to win it like it's not once once you're there there's no going back <laughs> yeah i can see i can see why you want to you, you don't want to go straight away from that <laughs> you mentioned that you also um in your player profile that i saw from the two community that you you saw a sports psychiatrist is that correct yeah i, I went i used to go to a sports psychiatrist once a week uh when i played tennis because it was definitely a uh, it was a huge adjustment for basketball and do you, do you, uh, what was the last time you saw that sports psychiatrist? <laughs> Probably 2019. Mm, the, 20, uh, yeah. And what, what was, what's the biggest thing you took away from that? Cause obviously you said, uh, you, you, you like to talk about a lot. How do you apply to what you do now? Essentially since you transition. Yeah. The biggest thing I took away from that, well, there's two things. And I actually always talk about them. Like, one is like, you know, if you could win every game, you would never lose a game. So like, if, if you really want to win, you have to do what you know, is is you at your best right so there's you know it's not being super conservative or you know super aggressive or what may have it you know you know any any competitor any anyone who's good at what they do knows when they perform their best so just getting putting myself in this position that would allow me to do that and then secondly just the importance of having a routine and balance in your life you know there's so much um there's so much you can take away from your days when you, when you uh, stick to a routine versus when you don't, at least for me. And, um, you know, that was something that I, that I worked on a lot with that sports psychiatrist was, uh, and, and, you know, particularly from tennis, it was, a, you know, it was a routine on the court, but it was also, you know, a routine with like, when I drank, when I drank something opposed was separate from water, right. On, on a match day. And like, you know, that stuff, I'm, I'm pretty superstitious, but like that stuff really does, 
affect you. Um, and like, if you can just keep, you can, if you can control all the variables, um, you know, you got it, you got to hope that the other person can, right? So, and then that's, that's one edge in itself. So just kind of like doing anything you can to gain an edge on the person you're competing against. What's your, what's your biggest superstition? Oh gosh. Um, Don't split the pole. I, I can't like when I, when I'm playing to get, like, I can't play next to a uh, empty water bottle. Wow. Really? So, like, it's, uh, like if you, if you notice when I, when I finish a water bottle, there's always like, when I'm like really, when I'm really competing, it's uh, it's like a, just probably a sip left always. <laughs> And I'll get a new water bottle. So you better have that gallon right next to you, and I'm not going to lie. Or I'll just refill it. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta have that gallon next to you, make sure that bathroom is close to you because whoa, oh, yeah, that bathroom is going to be active. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, as we get, as we get, we get closer to wrapping up, um, do you, what do you, what's your message? Obviously, uh, for, for, if you're not familiar, we at CIE Sports, we teach kids about uh, eSports. We teach kids about NBA 2K, and we have them play NBA 2K. What's your message to them for those people that want to get into 2K, obviously maybe didn't get drafted, or for the youngsters that say, or, or that have their parents say, hey, you can't make a living out of this. What do you, what do you say exactly. to them? Well, the first thing I would say to their parents is you can entirely make a living out of it. And then, you know, the second thing is, you know, there's no, there's no immediate rush. I think the best, the best players in 2K are the ones who have, you know, done other things in their lives. You know, it's not like a uh, – call of duty or whatnot where it's like entirely stick skill you know you need to have some sort of edge you need to have some sort of uh real competitive nature and like a real perspective on you know what's going on and you know how to how to how to outlast somebody so i think like you know if you're super young there's no big stress to get into it right away but i would say you know just you know keep an eye, eye on it and anything you need or anything one of these guys needs just to reach out to somebody it's it's super you know i love helping or talking to younger younger kids who have genuine questions or genuine interest in what we do because you know it's uh, it's uh, it makes it makes me feel good like i'm helping somebody or whatever um and then like for the parents it's you know it's it, it was a huge I know for my parents, it was tough because, you know, so it was such a different thing for them to watch me do, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. I think if, if a kid has a genuine passion in anything, you know, regardless of what it is, you know, support from a parent is, is, uh, is great just because, you know, it's, it's hard to unlock a real fuel or real passion to do it, to do something like that. You know what I mean? You don't, you can't just tap into, uh, Oh, whatever. You're not like in baseball. Let's go play soccer. You know, the kid's not going to just love soccer. So, you know, when you find something you really love, you should stick to it until you don't want to do it anymore. That's, that's always been what I've done. And that's kind of why I get burnt out of things pretty quick. Cause like I'm, I'm balls to the wall, but it's, uh, it's, you know, if, if, if that's something, if, if 2k is something, somebody wants to do, go do it, you know, and until, until proven otherwise. And I, I think for you, JBM, you may not know this, but I think for the kids, you're ushering in a new era for this esports in general. Obviously, with 2K, the more coverage that, that's happening, the more exposure. You're part of a class now where like more people following you because like, they they're understanding. Okay, JBM. Okay, I see his social media. I see. So as the, the the league rises and your profile rises, I think your impact on the next generation of kids coming in for the esports is going to be more prominent. So I think um, you guys are doing a tremendous job of really inspiring the next group and also making it easier for parents to see that. Go hey. hey they can make an honest living doing this. So I don't have to worry about my son or daughter, um, you know, falling down this rabbit hole, right? Of playing video games yep. and not being productive, right? So 
I think you should really be uh, pat, pat on the back at you and, and the rest of the guys on which is just a gaming, the 2K League in general, for really helping usher in this new era of like making it cool and okay for you to explore a career in esports. So shout out to you guys. No, thank you. Thank you, Johnny. I really appreciate it. Um, that's really we, fun. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, as we as we wrap up, uh, is there anything that we miss or that you want to mention before we let you go? Nah, man. Uh, the only thing would be like, you know, if you guys, you know, whatever, however you want to uh, promote this or whatever, keep me in the loop. I'd love to help whenever, you know, even speak to some of the kids if they want and do like a little um, question type of thing or, you know, whatever you guys want. But, you know, I'm I'm free. I'm open. My, my schedule is not as busy as you guys think. So, you know, this was fun. I love doing stuff like this. And, you know, if you, you know, if anything else pops up, I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. And you got to make sure it just and that's a good thing, too, because you have the Washington District Gaming right behind the logo, right behind your head. That's a cool flex right there. You have flex. <laughs> I, saw, I see what you did. I appreciate it because for the YouTube viewers, <laughs> you can see right there. Um, awesome. So where can uh, where can the people find you uh, as we wrap up? So all my socials are J-A-C-K-M-A-S-C-O-N-E. Um, literally everything. So uh, and twi my Twitch is J-B-M-N-Y. So if they want to watch any any past gameplay or whatnot, it's JBMNY on Twitch, and everything else is J A C K M A S C O N A. Awesome! And uh, so if you want to go 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 follow and go check it out, and you will not be disappointed. That's so that's uh, JBM, ladies and gentlemen. Best of luck on your matchup today. Obviously, good chance by the time people hear this, the game is already uh, in the past. So hopefully, Joel is talking about our next episode with his pom poms, and he's. Yes. Talking about <laughs> That's Joel's thing. I'm not a fanboy. I saw <laughs> I, I keep it objective over here, man. I'm a journalist. What do you want me to tell you? Anyways. Uh, hush, Johnny. Hush. That's why you're you know what? I'm not gonna go there. Anyways, uh, so that'll do it for this edition of the Reaching and Teaching Podcast presented by CEI Esports. You can find us on Instagram, Reaching and Teaching. You can find us on Anchor, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Find us. You can see JBM. See that cool logo right behind his head. Duck your head down, JBM, real quick. Duck your head down. Show them that logo. You see that right there. See that right there. And go see that. <laughs> We'll see them in action. The season is just kicking off. You can see more Washington District Gaming on Twitch and the 2K League as well on YouTube. Thanks a lot, JBM, for joining us. We really appreciate the time, man. That's, that'll do it, guys. Take care and stay tuned for more. <laughs>